There is a saying among those who preach, if you want to avoid preaching heresy, do not preach on Trinity Sunday. The topic of the Trinity is notoriously difficult to preach about without committing one of the many Trinitarian heresies in the process. Common tactics to personally avoid the preaching of heresy on Trinity Sunday include using Trinity Sunday to give a message on a completely different topic altogether that you've been looking for an opportunity to speak about, or having the deacon preach in your place. Now, here we are on Trinity Sunday, and I do not have another topic to preach other than the gospel, and we have no deacon to throw to the lions, so I shall do my best to avoid heresy this morning as we press forward with the gospel text from the 28th chapter of the gospel according to Matthew, beginning in the 16th verse. This passage is most commonly known as the Great Commission as it is the scene of Jesus prior to his ascension, commissioning his disciples to go out and convert the world, or in the words of the commission, to make disciples of all the people of the world. Before we turn our attention to the gospel text, I do want to reread the epistle text for today that comes from the book of Romans. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. For all those who are led by the Spirit, those who have become Christians, are the children of God. We are in God's family. We call God the Father, Father in the most loving of family terms, Abba. The use of Abba to address God was never used before Christianity. The Christian use of Abba, Father, to indicate a unique level of intimacy with God was completely foreign and unheard of prior to Jesus introducing it to us and it being developed among the Christian people. There are a variety of reasons why this is important, but for today, the most important is that it is an indication of our adoption as the children of God. We are, quite plainly, brought into God's family. And with that recognition is where I want for us to return to the Gospel text. Jesus brings his disciples to the mountain and tells them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations." baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Because this is Trinity Sunday and our focus on being brought into the family of God, we will focus on the baptismal formula baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son 
and of the Holy Spirit. Before saying anything else, there's an important thing to notice in how Jesus phrases his command. In the name of. It is a singular statement. The Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. That is, three persons. One name, one God, but three divine persons. Trinity, or triunity. It was the great church father, Tertullian, who first used the word Trinity to give a way to express the reality of triunity, that we have three distinct persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but only one God. Even in the Old Testament, we see the Trinity expressed by the patriarch of the faith, Abraham, the Bible tells us that when he was resting near the oaks of Mamre, Abraham looked up and saw three men and addressed them, My Lord, and bowed before them. Now, angels do not accept bowing. There are some people who will say that the three men were angels, but angels do not accept bowing. And that is demonstrated in multiple place, places throughout the sacred scriptures. Because in the Bible, bowing is worship. These three men accepted the bowing, they accepted the worship, because they are God. But, it, but Abraham addresses the three men as my Lord, a singular statement, and they respond in the singular. Three persons, one God, Trinity. For all of us to see all the way back in Genesis chapter 18. To be sure this trinity, the triunity, is properly expressed, Jesus says for us to baptize in the name of, the singular name reflecting the reality of one God, the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, telling us that the one God is three persons, one name, one God, three persons, trinity. Try unity. Now let us look at the baptism itself. Hearing in the name of, we think of the idea of authority granted. I, as a priest in Christ's church, have the authority in the name of God to baptize. One might liken it to the person who is doing a wedding ceremony and says, by the power vested in me, by the state of and wherever they happen to be. They're saying something because they have authority given to them in the name of, they are acting in the name of some higher authority. And that is a true statement. God, in the person of Jesus, gave the authority to baptize. It is an accurate statement, but it is an inadequate statement. It doesn't say enough. It is inadequate because the word used by Jesus in the Great Commission is the Greek word eis, which means in, but it also means more than that. It means into. If Jesus only wanted to convey the concept of speaking with God's authority or speaking in God's name, then Jesus would have used the simpler Greek word en rather than eis. By using eis, Jesus is telling us that in the sacrament of baptism, you are baptized into the one God who is three persons, 
into the Trinity, into the Father, into the Son, into the Holy Spirit, into the three who are one. Your baptism makes you a member incorporated into the family of God. You are an adopted child of God and an heir to the kingdom of God. You are the recipient of God's grace that makes you fully his. You have been baptized and therefore you are graced by God. Then Jesus says in his baptismal commission, And I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You are graced by the Trinity, a child of God, and the Lord is with you. Amen.